Hello, friends. Uncle Marv here with another episode of the IT Business Podcast. It is your podcast for IT business support, where we help you run your business better, smarter, and faster. And we try to do that every week by bringing you great guests. We talk about product stories and features, all of those things that help us do our networking jobs better. We are doing a very good job of that tonight with my guest. I am bringing in one of the people that I think is a hero in the channel, J.B. Fowler from Domutz. JB, how are you? I am awesome. Uncle Marv, how are you? I am doing pretty good. By the way, by the way, I love the whole Uncle Marv thing, right? I, I know you more professionally as Marvin, but Uncle Marv, it fits. Well, it's something that, well, I don't know if she'll watch this, but the wife the wife has hated it for years. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Let's not tell her. Let's make sure <laughs> no. she doesn't notice, okay? <laughs> but I'm like, dear, but I am an uncle. <laughs> so... Uh, it is funny. And you're the king of dad jokes, I hear. So, uh, you know, I've had a few dad jokes in my time. I didn't, uh, I didn't prepare anything for you right now. So I apologize for that. But yeah, I've, I've been known to do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's uh, tell everybody real quick. If you are joining us for the very first time, thank you very much. If you are a regular listener, Thank you very much as well. For those of you that don't know the show, this is, as I mentioned earlier, the IT Business Podcast. It is presented to you by NetAlly, and I have to give a nice shout-out to them because NetAlly has been a fantastic partner to us. They are the number one ally for network professionals around the world, and for 25 years, they have provided best-in-class tools and software enabling your team to more effectively plan, install, validate, and troubleshoot important wired and wireless networks. And I do have some stories that I'm going to share on some later podcasts of how they have done just that. Our live show is sponsored by Computers Done Right. They are a managed IT services company providing support and management in southwest Florida, basically around the Venice, Fort Myers area. Not only do they do your managed services, your computer repair, virus removal, they also assist with website design and social media marketing. So for all your computer needs, go to computersdoneright.com. And I want to once again pitch our fantastic tech-to-tech conference happening this September 16th through the 18th in Chicago the 2022nd annual TechCon Unplugged. This is hosted by our good friends Rick and Paco over at MSP Unplugged. It is probably one of the premier conferences if you want to get up and close and personal with other IT business owners, vendors in the channel, and have those conversations that we talk so much about. You know, the big thing about conferences is everything happens in the hallways and in the private sessions. Well, this is one of those conferences where we're going to be able to do that. I am going to be your MC for the weekend. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's going to be my job to help shuffle people from one place to the other because workshops are back. So there will be the breakout sessions uh, where you can go and get more intimate with people on some of the specific topics. So techconunplugged.com. I believe that there are a few tickets still available. So if you head over to the website to get your ticket, be sure to use the discount code IT 
BP75 off, and that would give you 75 bucks off the ticket price. And if you're going, we'll see you there. All right. JB. I have to say, I have to say Marv, right? TechCon, great place, right? In fact, I was at another event uh, just last week and was visiting with Paco, as a matter of fact. Great guy, very knowledgeable, right? It's, he's, he's awesome. Yep. He's awesome. So Paco, it's a good venue. Been a friend for years. Yeah. So, you know, speaking of friends, let me do this right off the start. I want to give a public thank you. I've thanked you in private and I've uh, spoken on your behalf to other people in the industry. But I want to thank you for two things. First of all, you introduced me to Shanna Uckard with Defendify. And oh, yeah. They have become a friend of the show, and I have actually started using their products, and they have come in handy for several of my law firms that needed some of their cybersecurity tools, and so I want to thank you for that introduction, and uh, it's been very good. Absolutely, absolutely. Shanna's amazing, right? She's she's experienced in the world of cybersecurity and, and dealing with things, but Defendify is just a great platform. I'm, I'm very impressed with it, quite frankly, so I'm glad. I'm glad that you've gotten some, uh, some uh, let's say, good use out of that introduction. <laughs> yes, and some good stories from Shanna. Oh, she is. She absolutely has some stories. <laughs> that, that is true. It yep. seems like every time I talk to her, which is probably once every six to eight weeks, there's something new that has happened. Yes, <laughs> and we're going to find out something really good, I think, now, because she just came off of a 10-day vacation. So I can't wait to hear those stories. So I'm trying to get in touch with her and get her on the show to find out what happened. (laughs) (laughs) The second thing I want to say thank you uh, for is the way in which your company conducts business. Okay. So when I, you know, reached out to you guys, purchased your first box, um, you guys were very helpful, very friendly, not pushy. Uh, with your services and, you know, you were very open and honest with what it did and did not do. And I appreciate that. And then you've continued that same practice. I think it's been now three years that uh, I've been using your stuff and it's just been refreshing. Um, Unlike a vendor who called me yesterday and Uh kind of irked me. Well, let's just say they pissed me off. It's basically right. what happened. You can say it. It's your show, Mark. <laughs> it <pissed> me. <laughs> I mean, first of all, I already use one of their products, so it's not like I'm a prospect. Mm-hmm. But they tried to trick me by saying, hey, we want to invite you to this conference as a you know featured speaker, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm like, is it because of my podcast? And I'm like, oh, no, as your MSP. And I'm like, okay. And we get on the call. And basically I got shuffled off to the sales guy who immediately went into sales mode with, so how many endpoints do you have and what are you looking to do? And who, who is your current provider that we can switch you from? And I'm like, that's not why we're on this call. Total bait and switch. Yeah. Not appropriate. Which I, I mean, I get, you know, you know, but just be open and honest up front. I, I probably still would have taken the call just to see, but, um, but you, you just flat out lied is, in my opinion, what happened. And then he was all snooty when he was like, well, you know, I, I was trying to help you. Sorry, we couldn't do that today. And, you know, bye-bye. <laughs> and I was like, really? Yeah, yeah. that's that's just wrong. Wasting time. No, I, uh, for, for 
I, I'm very sensitive to that, right? I've, I've actually been in, in your shoes where you have vendors coming to you, trying to sell services, sell products. And uh, the last thing that I ever want somebody to feel like is that they're talking to a used car salesman. Right? And if there's any used car salesmen on, on this uh, podcast, I, I, I'm sorry. But the, uh, my thought process here is that I want you to feel like you can talk to us about anything. You can use us. I'm going to be honest with you on, um, you know, what we can and can't do, because the worst thing that can happen is I sell you on a product. And then all of a sudden you realize, wait a minute, this this isn't what I thought it would be. And then we just we both have problems at that point. So I want to be fair. I want to be honest. Right. We both it has to be a win win situation. Right. That's what this is about. So the the more successful I can make you the more successful we as a company are going to be too. That's kind of my philosophy. And, uh, and it has been great. And, you know, I'll be honest, I was a little skeptical in the beginning. I'm like, Oh, okay. Just a little box, you know, all right, let's see, let's see what it can do. Um, but since then I have purchased many boxes and I even branded, uh, mm-hmm. you had to buy 25. So people don't think you can just brand just one, <laughs> but I got yeah, 25 right. with my logo on them. And I, I use them for a number of reasons, and we'll talk about some of those uh, going forward. But before we do that, I want to do one more story. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm hijacking the show, but I just need to say that. So for a couple of months, probably two months, maybe more, one of my clients had been complaining about Zoom. And in the beginning, everybody kind of just you know blew it off as to, oh, user error. You know, there was mm-hmm. an older attorney who were like, yeah. He just doesn't know what he's doing. You know, people were complaining that he, you know, they couldn't hear him. He was getting disconnected. Well, come to find out that others were experiencing this as well, especially if it was multiple people in the office trying to do Zoom at the same time, if they were trying to do a partner meeting or something like that. And every time we would try to do a test, I would do a Zoom call from my office with them. And, you know, for the most part, it was fine. And then every now and then it would disconnect but not on my end, just on their end. Mm -hmm. So we were trying to troubleshoot it. We were, you know, going through the ISP. We were, you know, I did look at the firewall. I'll be honest. I did, you know, try to see, well, maybe the firewalls, you know, dropping stuff and, um, but no, no issues with the firewall, no issues with any other thing on the network. And I'm like, well, it must be zoom. You know, (laughs) we've heard must be zoom. And it just got to a point where the, you know, the, the attorney, the managing partner, he's like, we've got to figure something out. And he said, you know, you've got all this stuff at your disposal. Can't you find out what's going on? Do we have to call call somebody else? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so I went back through and started going again, looking at all my stuff. And it was so funny. I'm looking at my Domon's box because I've got a physical box on site there. And one of the things that your box does is it has a constant ping going out to devices and giving the, you know, the RTD. Right. And, you know, looking on the surface, I've got a little green and I'm thinking, okay, that's really no big deal. But when I finally decided to hover over it, I saw that the average was like 50 to 143 milliseconds, Mm. which I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, that might be a little high. So I go to dig into it. And what do you know? Lost packets. Sure. And again, not to the point where they're getting completely disconnected. And it was only on the inside of the firewall. 
Yeah. So it was, you know, inside the firewall on the land side that they were losing these connections. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. And at first we thought, well, maybe it's a cable, you know, and we went out and replaced the cable and that seemed to work for about a day. And then it came back. And then I just said to the customer, look, we just replaced the firewall at this point, which we did. No problem since. Is that right? Yeah. Was it a firewall? It right? ended up being, other- as far as we can tell, it, it was a firewall because we had changed yeah. cables. We changed cables three times. I didn't tell the whole story because I'm yeah, like, it yeah. can't be the firewall. Everything else is working. So, so other, other people were having this problem. Like everybody that was using Zoom was having yes. this problem. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's probably where data got aggregated to a point, right? And you know, so this is an interesting story. So the round trip delay um, is really a feature that we implemented. Um, just to go into the technical side, we are essentially doing ICMP requests, right? Or also known as a ping to each device. We do that every 30 seconds from the point of view of that um, collector or the agent. And so what it's doing is while it's checking the online offline status, it's just recording that how many milliseconds it takes to get the, the response. So we started aggregating that data. And as, as you rightfully saw, you can go in there and look at a 30 day history of all these pings, right? The average pings, and you can look at packet drops. So that's how it works. Now, I was intrigued when you said you, you thought it was probably a cable or potentially a cable issue, because I had a situation very similar to what you're saying, where um, in my house, I have a smart display, a smart TV. It's a Sony TV that uh, I have wired into some connections. But these wires, um, because of the location of the TV, go through a couple keystone jacks. And as you know, keystones can be problematic for the network. I ended up having a problem where one of my keystones were really were bad. It was broken. But I detected this because of Domotes doing the round trip delay and seeing packet drops, exactly like you saw. So during, during points of high activity that was going on, I would see that the TV would stop communicating with my the rest of my system. And lo and behold, I discovered it through the round trip delay and I found out where this bad keystone was. Mm. So I just, you know, for people that don't use, you know, a lot of the features in here, I mean, I had seen that. I've used it to look at other stuff and Wi-Fi devices. I'm used to having, you know, that high, you know, latency and stuff. Sure. And I expected yeah. it. Um and it was just funny that I only decided to look at it because I wanted to look beyond the green Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. I figured, well, if it's green, it's good. Right. <laughs> so are you aware, are you aware of the fact, Marvin, that you can actually go in and on critical devices or critical paths like this firewall, or let's even say like an access point, you can put um, alerts for high percentages of packet drops. So if you want to say, you know, alert me whenever there's more than 10% packet loss on a particular port, you can do that within Domo's. Well, I had seen that at the bottom because I think the default is like 100 milliseconds and 15% packet loss. The the way that that works, just so you know, is when Domo starts to uh, do the latency testing, it will start to, over time, it will look at what the average is for a particular system. And it will make a suggestion using some algorithms that we have, call it AI if you want. It'll make a suggestion as to what would be a high latency for this particular device. 
And then you can set that alert. Now, you also can go in and just set it to a value that you want. If you if you believe that 48 milliseconds is where I want to alert, you can set that as well. But we offered up some suggestions, which is kind of cool. Okay. Well, I just left it at what was suggested, and that's why I'm looking at the device right now, and that's what it showed. <laughs> it was 100 milliseconds and 15. Um, yeah. And so that's what I left it at. I didn't uh, think about changing it to a lower number because apparently, you know, it wasn't higher than that, but it was enough to cause issues during these Zoom calls. Yep. Yeah. But of course, it didn't prevent them from browsing, obviously. Uh, The internet speeds were fine. Every now and then somebody complained about a remote access, you know, VPN being disconnected. But of course, we blame that on the, oh, that must be your home internet. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Come to find out, it was this this firewall. And yeah, they have it. I talked to uh, the office manager today, and she said, "Yeah, not one complaint about anything since we made that change." Perfect. So this is this is a awesome example about how a network monitoring tool like Domotes is so valuable. I mean, it it helped you with troubleshooting. It helped you with you know kind of isolating the device right that was bad and solved your problem and hopefully your customer's happy. I mean, for the 21 bucks a month that this is well worth it. Yeah. So why don't we do this? Let's go back and let's, for people that might be new, because <laughs> there might be, uh, let us just do a quick rundown of who Domotes is mm-hmm. and what the box is. Happy to do that. Happy to do that. Um, and in fact, you know, let's talk about this first, but then if we want to do a demo, we can, we can, okay. uh, to share that screen too. So Domotes is a network monitoring and management platform. Uh, we are a software as a service. We're a cloud-based company. Um, you're, it's a, I should point out as well, it's a multi-tenant platform. So you as a service provider or anybody that's trying to deal with you know, multiple end customers, they have a single platform, a single dashboard where they can see all of their clients and get status and go in and out of those clients very easily. Um, As a network monitoring and management tool, there's really three fundamental principles that we try to help the service provider with. And let me say as a tool, right, we are trying to help you be more efficient, right? We're trying to help you save labor. We're helping you save time when it comes to um, deployments of systems as well as monitoring those systems. So that's uh, thing number one, or call it principle number one of what we're trying to do at Domotes. Uh, principle number two, I would tell you, is we want you to look like a hero, okay? And, and Marv, the, the example you just gave, I think, is a really good example where Domotes helped you successfully isolate a problem and resolve an issue with the clients. I would, I would maybe make the argument that if you had put alerts on that, you could have probably solved that even faster. Right. And in my mind, that's that's a core value of what Domotes does, right? We want to help you save costs. We want to help you troubleshoot um, networks. And we want to make you look like a hero. So that way you can continue to service these customers that you have. So those are the principles. How do we do this? Um, one is we help with inventory and asset management, let's say network-based asset management. So um, we, when, when a Domotes agent, right, or that collector gets plugged into the network, right, we're going to immediately scan that network. We're going to discover all the devices that are on that network. We're going to look at the layer two side of that network. So we're going to look at the VLANs. 
We're going to come back with MAC addresses. But more importantly, and this is where Domotes really starts to differentiate itself, we're going to take those MAC addresses and we're going to classify them by make, model, and type. So we're going to tell you that there are security cameras. We're going to tell you that there are access control systems, building automation systems, uh, point of sale systems. And of course, we're going to talk or show you laptops, PCs, servers, the network infrastructure. We're going to take and classify all that so that you don't have to. Okay, we're going to try to do our best to name these devices. Um, I will say that we are not a documentation tool, but we integrate really well with documentation tools. So taking all of that information that we discover and putting that into the platform that you utilize as a service provider is something that we do very, very well. And we integrate with a lot of the different platforms out there, whether it's you know, uh, things like IT Portal, IT Glue, Hoodoo, yeah. whatever it may be. LionGuard, right? Another system that's out there for data aggregation. So all of the, these ones that you use quite often, we, we integrate with. So inventory, asset management, right? That's a core value that we, we get at. And by the way, we'll talk about maybe some CIS controls. CIS control number one, it's critical that you know what's on your network. Okay, so that we help solve that. Thing number two that we do here is really around network management. So understanding the routers, the firewalls, the network switches, the wireless access points, right? Putting those into a common platform, regardless of the manufacturer, okay? Whether you're using Meraki or you're using Ubiquiti or you're using Cisco and Juniper and HP, whatever it may be, right? We're going to bring that into a platform that allows you to understand what these this network infrastructure looks like. And then we're also going to um, help map out that topology. One of the things that we do within this network infrastructure is we will generate a topology map all the way from the cloud connection, right, through the modem or the, the um, you know, fiber connection, all the way down to the last endpoint. We're going to map all that out, even across um, different VLANs, okay, or subnets, um, at, depending on how you set the system up. The... Network management too, one of the core things is we will back up the configuration files in your firewall or configuration uh, files that are in your firewalls and in your managed switches. We do that so that one, you have a backup. That's kind of the obvious reason, but we also can alert you when a configuration file changes. So if somebody makes adjustments to a managed switch, they, they add a VLAN, they change a VLAN, we can generate an alert because you as a service provider need to know that. The beauty of Domotes as well, besides that alerting, is that we can do things like restore it for you. Okay, If you wish to push it a restore remotely, we can do that as well. So that network management, that understanding of the infrastructure, the mapping out of how all of the devices are connected, core value of Domotes, and it's absolutely how service providers use us. The other thing that we do with respect to the monitoring side is we can look at every device that's on the network. We can obviously do online and offline alerting. So if something falls offline, as you rightfully mentioned, we do some network diagnostics as well, where we look at the latency or that round trip delay uh, to devices. We can set alerts on SNMP sensors within these devices if SNMP is enabled. We can look at TCP services, so we can look at things like um, or the, uh, the control protocols that are out there that go over the Ethernet right, or Wi-Fi, things like 
web-based ports, uh, port 80, port 443, SSH, Telnet, RDP, right? We can check to see if those types of services are running on any device that's in the network. So for us, this is just a huge value add in a way in which, again, by having that proactive monitoring, we think we help service providers. And there's one more thing. Okay. Okay. That one more thing really has to do with security and awareness of what's going on in the network. First and foremost, we're going to alert you immediately when a new device shows up on any of the VLANs that you're monitoring, okay? Any of the the, the LANs that you have. Um, very useful for security. Again, it goes back to uh, CIS control number one, which is what's on my network, right? So we do that. The second thing is we look at the firewall. We can look back from the cloud back into the network and see if there are any ports that are open at that firewall. Now, my assumption, you as a service provider, you have a really good handle on what's going on with your firewall. But using domotes as a secondary check can be beneficial to see has something changed or is there something that I'm maybe not aware of. We also look from the inside back out to the network. So if a device on the network is requesting a UPnP, you know, port forward, mm-hmm. we make note of that and we can alert you to that. So we view, we view the ability to look at um, new devices, look at ports being opened, not only at the firewall, but also on individual devices, okay? Because we will scan those devices and bring awareness to those as being a core part of some of the CIS controls. In fact, CIS control number seven uh, talks specifically about understanding the port. So security awareness is that third aspect of what Domotes provides as a network monitoring and management tool. So I I talked a lot there. I think that that really gives a good overview, though, of how we provide service for service providers. Well, that's fine. And I wanted to let you go because all of those are good points. So, of course, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, it does that. I've done that. I've done that. (laughs) I've I've looked at all that. I mean, I'll just say this, and I, I don't know. It's been a while since I've had you on. So some of the things that I've I've done is I've turned off alerting from my RMM and only yeah. use the Domots bots for alerting because it was so much faster. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it would alert me sometimes, you know, five minutes before, you know, a server, you know, alert came from my RMM. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I look at that as we're, we're a purpose built tool for monitoring the network and that network infrastructure. So when changes on that network infrastructure occur, we know we want to alert you immediately and there can be a big difference you know, in, in security aspect or awareness when a device gets on the network, if you're not, if you don't know about it immediately. Well, I've done that too. Uh, I've know I've told this on the show before, but, uh, my, uh, medical office, they're about 15 minutes from me and mm-hmm. we started to do all the stuff that needs to be done for HIPAA compliance and, and all of that yep. stuff. And so I've turned on, you know, a lot of the features for alerts and including the printers that yep. are supposed to be, you know, always available and stuff because they do printing from iPads uh, for their, uh, you know, all their little medical slips and, you know, lab lab stickers and stuff like that. So I, I need to get alerted if one of those printers goes down. Well, mm-hmm. one day their uh, copy company showed up. They managed the printers and they were swapping out a printer. Well, I didn't know that that's what they were doing. But okay. a printer went offline, and I happened to be the first time. That happened twice. So the first time I was actually there on site on another floor, 
And I came down to see what was going on. And the guy was there and he goes, Oh, you knew that it went down. I said, yeah, I knew it went down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did. (laughs) He goes, Oh, that's very interesting. And then the second time I was at my office and they have a doctor that brings in their own radiology equipment and they have two laptops and desktops that they, they manage, but they're on our network. So of course I'd made them put all of our stuff on them as well. And one time the machine name went offline and it was on the Wi-Fi side of the network and it came back up on the LAN side of the network. And so I called over and I said, are you guys moving a station? What are you doing? And they're like, no. I said, yeah, you are. I said, and I've got managed switches so I can tell, you know, which switch it's connected to, which port. And I'm like, no, over in suite 330, they just put up a new machine for a laptop that was supposed to be in suite 320. And so, of course, they go walking over there, and needless to say, the tech was there, and he goes, oh, yeah, we hooked up this desktop. We named it the same name and, you know, had to connect it with the wire. And they're like, your IT guy can see that? Nice. And they're like, that's impressive. So You know know what's in, in my mind what was awesome, and I don't know if a lot of service providers are aware of this, but you mentioned um, with the printer, the first example, that you got the notification. Domotes has a mobile app, right? Which yep. will go on your your uh, Apple or Android devices. But when you, you can set up alerts to do push notifications to you. So in your case where you were on site, you know, you could absolutely get an alert yep. via your phone to say, hey, this change just happened. Yeah, I have it on my phone and my tablet. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. That's how I got that. And with the printer, I also set up some of the OID codes so that I could be alerted when their toner is low. Well, so, uh, Marvin, have you seen some of the new pre-configured sensors that we've done for these printers and for um, NAS drives? No, why don't you show me? (laughs) We can do that. Why don't, uh, if you want to share my my screen. Yep, we can do that. So... I think for, for those that are familiar with Domotes, they're probably very familiar with the UI that I'm showing here. This which, is what which we call you've, our, you've made a change to that as well, so we need to talk about that. We have. We have. So, so this is our Sites Explorer page. We call it Sites Explorer because if you remember, I mentioned that this is a multi-tenant type view. And I'm in kind of a test and demo account, so forgive all the red that's showing here. But And I'm in Salt Lake City, so let's just hone in on kind of these areas here. Um, this essentially is showing all of the, um, sites or the agents, right? These collectors that have been deployed, each dot that is on the map represents a site. And in particular, let's go to this IOT lab, which just for those that are familiar with this, that they, it's my house. Okay. But we call it the IT IOT lab because <laughs> I have just so many gadgets in here. But what I wanted to show you with this um, when it comes to pre-configured sensors is when we look at all the devices that are here. So I should have an HP printer here. Ooh, one thing that I just re- I just realized I changed this um, because I, I put it on Wi-Fi. But let's see if this will show this here. It might be out of date. No, it's showing it still, but it, it is out of date. So I have to apologize because... I took this offline from a wired connection and I put it on Wi-Fi and I didn't set it up again. Mm. But here's what happens. 
when we discover devices that are on the network, if we have enabled SNMP through those devices, which I'm just using standard V2 authentication on this, you can add what's called pre-configured sensors. So we will look to see, um, especially with printers, so things like this HP printer or brother printers. Let's go to, let's do this. I think if I go to the office that I'm in now, we have a brother printer here where I can show you this. Yeah, so this one's online, so this should be accurate. So same thing, right? We can see even more information with this because we have more data available to us out of this printer. But here we can see like the cyan levels, right? The magenta levels, right? The We actually can see the ink or the toner levels of these. And in this case, we're also looking at like the usage when it comes to the drum and such. So this, I think, is an awesome way to understand what's going on within some of these more commonly used systems. Um, in fact, let's go. Well, let's I'm going to say when I yeah. started doing that and, you know, we haven't talked in a while because I had to go and manually find these codes for the printers that I had set up, you know, probably a year or so ago. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was a little bit more tedious, right? You could get there, you could enter the OIDs, but now that we're discovering some of these things automatically for you, we think it's just way more powerful. Yeah. Here's an example of a NAS drive. So Synology, um, and I haven't looked at much data here lately, but a couple things that we pull now are like disk information, right? So this is a four or five, I believe it is a four disk system. Um, we look at the volumes and the partitions that are associated with these things. We can grab data like what the temperature of the system is. Um, in fact, this is interesting, right? This is really important as part of the CIS controls. You'll notice that we show the firmware version. But we also, through SNMP, see that there's a, a firmware upgrade available. So this is something I need to actually go off and, and do, uh, which is do a firmware upgrade. We also can enter manual information if we want, such as just seeing the storage size and how that's changed. And so lots and lots of powerful things here. In fact, Marvin, I'm going to show you one more thing while I'm here. Um, I'm showing you this inventory page. This is something new for people that haven't seen us in a while. Um, this is a fast way to look across all the devices that you manage. In fact, you'll notice just in my demo account, I have about you know 2,200 devices right. that are here. I can search for uh, all these devices in this one page. Um, in this example, though, I want to look at, um, I think if I look up ESXi, I have to type ESXi, there we go. This is a, a virtual machine that we have. We can go view the details of this. What I wanted to show you is this really cool feature now. So when it comes to virtual machines or when it comes to Windows-based machines or even Linux-based machines, we can start to dive into the operating system a little bit more. See things like what version of firmware this is running, what its architecture is. We can look at the physical and the logical disks um, of these devices. This happens to be a server that we've, we've hosted where we have different virtual machines running on it. So you can see at the bottom here, all the information we can start to aggregate from these machines as well. So Domotes has made a lot of changes when it comes to not only monitoring the network, but monitoring the devices that are on the network and looking at how those devices may be affecting your network connectivity or may be affecting the systems as a whole. 
Wow. So these are all things that I know when we first talked, I asked about some of these things and you guys must have been keeping them in your back pocket. <laughs> no, no. When we so so one of the one of the things I love about this company, um, we really pride ourselves in listening to the customers, looking at what their pain points are and trying to figure out how we can take our expertise and build in some um, some of these aspects and ease of use. Our development team, um, and, and I'm, I'm actually proud to say this, you know, we're about 60 people strong now. And of the 60, about 45 of them are developers, right, and engineers. And that we think is really important because it allows us to develop solutions, right, develop this software, develop this user interface quickly and make changes as needed. So when you make a request for something, we can come back in and, and you know, work on that. That's something that I think is great. Okay. Let me do one quick thing and, and let the yep. listeners know, if you're listening to this by audio and you're like, man, I wish I could see this, this <laughs> will be saved on the YouTube. And if you go to itbusinesspodcast.com and find this episode, there will be a link to the video so that you can go back and find this um uh, on the YouTube and you can see exactly where we're talking about. Of course, thank you for listening by audio, but uh, just in case you want to see what we're doing here. And I want to address what's happened in our chat. We do have some people watching live. The second question I can answer. Oh, uh, good. Chris has asked, does Domots allow you to log in other devices like network equipment, VoIP phones, and such like Oversee. And Oversee is a product from another company, Snap AV. Um, and the answer is yes. And yeah. I use this all the time, uh, especially for my managed switches. Uh, I actually have a couple of... Um, now, I've not done it with the Synology devices, which you guys are, are big partners with now, it looks like. Well, Domotes, Domotes does have, um, you know, we, you can actually run our collector, our software, that agent on a Synology NAS drive. You can run it on a QNAP NAS drive. You can run it on a Windows machine, right? There's lots of ways in which you can deploy that agent, which is a lot of flexibility. Uh, this question about connectivity is a very good one. One of the things that we do when we discover all the devices that are on the network, we also look for which ports are available for management. So again, I'm showing on the desktop app here where in this particular managed switch, we've discovered that SSH, Telnet, and port 80 are available as connections. I click the connect button to port 80. What it's going to do here is it's going to create a secure connection between my laptop, the cloud, and this device. And so when I enter in my super secret credentials here, you'll see that I've made a secure connection from my office to th this is, happens to be in my house, as I said, but to this network switch where I can now go in and configure the system. We can do this for any device on the network. And in fact, one of the, the stronger values that we do add is the ability to do what we call VPN on demand. So here I made a reverse SSH connection, right? A secure tunnel to this device, okay? But if I wanted to put my laptop as if it was on a VPN connection, right, directly on site, I can do that through Domotes as well, where I turn that um, that Domotes agent into a VPN host. So that's something that's a pretty cool feature as well. Yep. And uh, and, and uh, let's see. So I mentioned switches, obviously anything with a browser interface that you connect to, like, you know, printer interfaces, 
uh, the Synology boxes, cameras, uh, oh. all of that. Speaking of cameras, right? Let's let's dive into a camera because this is this is a cool feature that a lot of people don't realize. So again, I'm showing this on the screen, but um, when we discover a video security camera that has OnViv capabilities, we will tell you not only is that this thing is online, but you can grab a snapshot Ooh. directly from that stream of the video and you can see what's going on. So here, this is the front of my house. You can see this nice mountain that's in front and you can also see that it's about to rain. So <laughs> now I see the test video streaming. So that's pretty interesting. So if you do that, right, this is not a high res image. Um, it's back to, because we're on this webinar, it's going to be uh, even lower quality. But why do we do this, right? This is to show you that it's actually streaming and a, a real live video, right? The assumption is, is that this is not meant to capture video, right? This is not your video security or your VMS software. But this is telling you that the device itself is actually streaming video, right? It's online. It's pointed in the direction you expect. And it is streaming video on the network. Very useful if a customer calls and says the cameras are down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, let, let's go back. Let's go back to um, a use case here, right? Making you look like a hero. Okay, Marv. Um, you should be setting up alerts on these cameras because cameras are critical devices for businesses, right? Your, your um, cameras are being used for insurance purposes. They're being used to prevent um, theft right? In point of sale type environments. Worst thing that can happen is an incident occurs at a particular uh, venue. They go back to look at the cameras to see what happened. And all of a sudden they found that the camera was offline for two weeks, right? right? By setting a proactive alert on this type of camera, you are providing a service to your customer. And if it ever goes offline, even if you didn't own the camera, right? You're going to tell your customer Right, that the security company may need to come out and fix it, but you at least have awareness that this thing went offline and you're saving them from potential lawsuits. So I think this is such a valuable way to add services for your customers. And I would hope, I would hope that you guys are monetizing that in some way. So of I course. think this is just super useful. And just to remind everybody that when the Domots box is out and discovering stuff. There are categories where it will automatically tag them as important devices. Yes. So, you know, servers and stuff like that, it'll say these are going to be important. So these are the things you're going to monitor by default. And I believe the standard alerts are set up on those already. So in, in Domots's case, we do not actively set any alerts. Okay. Right? We leave that up to you, but we do tell you, when devices are important based on our classifications, you can change that, right? You can, you can make them not important or you can go and say, I want to make these types of devices important. So you can do all that. But we, we have chosen not to automatically set alerts because we recognize that every job that is done is different. Right. Now, that being said, one thing that we, one feature that we added, Marv, which I think is, is extremely useful. Let's go to devices. In fact, let's let's go ahead and just take like Cisco SG350s. So of all the sites that I'm monitoring, right, these are the ones that have SG350s in them. Okay, so let's say that this Draper Office agent on router and this SG350 
is one that I have pre-configured. I like the way it's set up and I want to use it as a template. Okay. I can click this. I can see how the settings are set up in Domotes. But more importantly, I can export all these settings from this particular device. It saves it as a JSON file. All right, I'll just save it to the desktop here. Um, you can open it up. You can look at the XML. You can see how it, how it actually looks. But now, let's say that I either have a new job site that is using this SG350, or let's say that I want to change how another site is. So let's look at this ADCHR site. Okay, It has these SG350s. If I wanted to import those exact same device settings, I can just go to this import button. I can select this JSON file, right? And I can transfer that. I'm not going to do it in this case because I don't want to mess up anything, but it's a very easy way to template, right? Alerts, hmm. template um, SNMP sensors, template names, right? That I can transfer those easily to, you know, many, many devices all within seconds. Nice. Yeah. It's a cool feature. This is something that I think the team did that was really, really smart because it made it easier when you go to onboard a new customer or when you go to deploy an agent to a new site to make it just super simple to discover devices as well as just set up all of the pre-configured alerts that you have. Sweet. I knew about the exporting and importing, but I didn't realize you could do it to multiple at a time. So. You can shame yeah, on me. You can, you can. In fact, one of the one of the very common things, right, is to understand when a site goes offline. You can do that exact same thing here. Um, so you can come in. Well, actually, let me go to a site that I own. So, like this IoT lab, right? I can come in here and set shared alerts on the network going offline, new devices being discovered, right? I can have these automatically go into my ticketing system based on how I have my PSA tool configured with Domotes. So lots of power, lots of power in this. Nice. So let me get to the second question before we go on, just so that we make sure we don't miss it. Uh, but Diana asks, do you have a suggestion for a feature slash alert that we should use to monitor for VoIP performance? And I oh, think that goes a, back yeah. to when I was talking about, you know, monitoring the firewall and all of that stuff. Yeah. In fact, let's go look at this Draper office that's on a router. You'll notice that we've got um, a Cisco tab here. If we click on Cisco, we have not only that SG350, but we have some voice over IP phones. Right. So this one that's called Bobby's other phone. In fact, you know, we talk about provisioning of networks. So let's let's talk about a couple of things here. One is you'll see that I can create a secure connection right into this phone's um, system. So it'll bring it up. There you see it. Right. I can go in and do whatever provisioning I need to do remotely. Um, so that's one thing I can do. But you were asking about alerts. OK, in particular, we can and I'll show the personal alerts page. You can set up alerts for when the system goes down. Right. So if somebody unplugs the phone or it goes offline for whatever reason, definitely suggest you do that. Um, you can also to what Marvin was just talking about. You can come set up a round trip delay alert. And if the latency of this goes above a certain threshold, you absolutely can set that. So if I wanted to change it to say, okay, the latency ever goes above 35 milliseconds, or in Marvin's example, right? If I want to say if the packet loss ever goes above 50%, right? Trigger an alert. These are the types of things that you should be considering. Again, depending on the types of service you're providing, 
but this is absolutely what you should be looking at. Um, just as an example here too, since we're talking about round trip delay here, Marvin, this is actually where you started to look at this information. Here's yep. the graph of the round trip delay, but I can even pull up the historical averages of this. Look at this great example right here where in this blue field where the average latency changed. Now, the question you have to ask is why did this go from an average of, let's say, two to three up to somewhere like five or six? Right. There's probably something that got added in the network that is changing the behavior of this device. And we should be aware of that for a voice over IP phone. Honestly, a two millisecond difference doesn't make a difference. But if I started seeing this very greatly, okay, or Marvin, to your point, if I started like on the right hand side of this graph seeing packet loss, that's when we should start to be concerned. Well, absolutely. And I mean, what I noticed on that page, I'll show you later off screen. <laughs> was, it was it was bright red across the screen. So but it was weird. Not enough to and of course I didn't have those alerts set up on that firewall either. So that mm-hmm. was shame on me. I probably I probably have some areas where if I look at these devices where we can see um, well, if we go so back yeah. up, yeah. So wherever you have that little red exclamation right point. Yeah, these were these were probably wireless devices that disappeared. Right, but uh, I saw one that was green, but it had an exclamation point above it. Oh, oh, oh. That? Let's look here. Oh, there. Yeah, yeah. so that's yep. what I was looking for. I was looking for that exclamation point, and yes. I didn't see it. So I, did, it, I just went on by. So this is a this is a mobile phone, right? This is my this is my iPhone. So I'm not surprised that we are starting to see uh, packet losses, right? This is also where it kind of changed. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to get much data with this. And the reason you're seeing it so high is because you know I probably walked out of the office and came back. And Apple is notorious for changing their MAC addresses too, which yep. is you know part of the challenge. But you're exactly right. This is how you can use this tool to start to discover issues on the network. Okay. All right. So uh, besides the, you know, inventory tab and some of the uh, built-in OID stuff and the SNMPs and all of that, what else has yeah. been new? I know you guys have been adding a ton of stuff. So let me let me tell you while I'm on this inventory page and showing you this, let me say, and, and uh, Marvin, you're getting an exclusive um, uh, information here, okay? We are adding a new tab at the top. Oh, so today you see sites and you see devices, but w- you're going to see in the next about two weeks, you're going to see a new tab come up called um, should be something like customers, okay, or organizations. Essentially, you're going to be able to sort your sites by your customers. So um, Marvin, maybe you have a particular doctor or lawyer's offices that has multiple sites within your city or within your, your management. You can, have that, uh, you can have that customer, that organization set up, and then you can associate sites to that. The nice thing about that is you have the ability then to say, okay, I want to look at, let's say, Dr. Jones's offices and see the status of all those. Right. It's going to be another way in which you can view your customers in a little bit cleaner, more organized way. That's something that um, we're bringing here in the next couple of weeks. I've seen a preview of it and I really, really like it. It's so just, uh, so my customers with multiple locations, I can group those now. 
yes, and see them exactly. as sweet. Exactly. I, okay, there we go. Now you can you can somewhat do that through the customer ID. Yeah, but uh, it's not as nice. But but it's not as nice. Exactly. I think having this on a, a separate tab is going to be really powerful. So that's one thing. Another thing that I want to point out, and this is something that we've had for about uh, I'd say six to eight months now, is this monitoring dashboard. This monitoring dashboard is actually pretty amazing, and I don't think many service providers realize the power of these dashboards. So let me let me briefly describe the use case and how you can utilize these. First of all, when you look at this dashboard, you're going to see when you first log into Domotes and if you haven't configured anything, you're going to see a fairly blank screen. But what you can do is add dashboards. Okay, you can have multiple dashboards on here as you can see here based on how you want to organize your environment, okay, this tool. You can you could have these dashboards by customer. You could have it by manufacturer. You can have them by importance, right? Maybe importance of devices, importance of sites, importance of customers, right? You, there's many ways in which you can create these dashboards. But then within each dashboard, you can come in and add tables, okay? These tables can also be sorted by device type. You also can sort these by sensors. So when we talked before about looking at ink levels and printers, I can actually create sensor tables across all the devices in my account, okay? So if you remember, I have about 2,200 devices in there. I can have one table that has all 2,200, or I can put very specific devices in there, but then I also can see information about each device. And this particular dashboard, which I've called Cisco, I can see just general data, as I've called it, about Cisco. So I'm looking at devices here that I've pulled into this table. And in this case, I'm looking at round-trip delay, right? RTD, the average latency. Um, I have a column for temperature because Cisco switches, right, will often have the ability to interrogate the temperature. So I can see that. I can add more tables within these dashboards. So if I wanted to look at Cisco switches on one table and then Meraki WAPs on another, or here I put Cisco phones in another table, I can do all that. Okay. This in my mind is a way for you as a service provider to organize all the devices, all of your customer sites, all the organizations, right? In a very easy to use, quick to see table. And you have the ability then to sort it by status, sort it by performance, right? Sort it by um, ways in which makes sense to you on this data. So this is something that, Marvin, I don't know if you've had a chance to set this up in your um, environment. So the short, but... the short answer is I started to. I have one dashboard called servers. Yeah. I set it up about a month ago and... Haven't touched it since. <laughs> well, we need to change that. We do. So well, I, I didn't. Think, I didn't know about the tables. Yeah, I think you'll find. I think you'll find that these tables, uh, servers, are a great example where I can put in information about the virtual machines. I can put in information about the partitions and the logical disks. You can start to sort. Um, let's let's do a hard drive or a, or a NAS drive, excuse me, or a server where hard disk information like such as free space is critical. You can sort by which um, hard drives have 
either the most available space or the least amount of free space. And then you can take action on those, right? This is a way for you to prioritize some of the things you should care about, right? Or the activities. These tables are extremely powerful. There's a ton of data that you can put in them. It's just a matter of how do you as a service provider want to use them more efficiently? Hmm. We are definitely going to have to dig in deep because I, I knew some stuff was popping up and I just didn't make the time to go through and, and evaluate and look deeper into this. So we're going to probably have to, I'm going to have to have you come back or give me, or give me a, or give me a private demo, I guess. And, um, you know, I will say just for any of your listeners, I want you guys to know that we have an onboarding team. We have some customer success teams. We are more than happy, more than happy to get on the phone with you. Uh, do a zoom call. We can share your environment. We can show our environments. I, and show you how to optimize this. In fact, we've created a few um, at our help.domotes.com on our website, right? Kind of in our knowledge base, we've got some um, guides to help you with onboarding as well. And a lot of these types of things, we go over this, but happy to give you a personal demo. All right. We'll look forward to that. And with that, I'm going to have to say, we are going to have to end off the podcast here. But if you are joining us here on the show, uh, live on the video. Uh, you can see along the bottom there, stay with us. We are going to have a post show where we will continue the discussion. If you are listening by audio, we apologize. But again, there will be a link on the webpage when you go to itbusinesspodcast.com and you can click to the video and catch out the rest. I will keep the post show on the video so you won't miss a thing. And uh, I want to say, oh, we had another thing pop up. <laughs> Here's another question here. What is the add-on booster pack? Ah, the add-on booster pack. Great question. So Domotes, right, with our standard plan, offers you um, several sensors, right? Hundreds of sensors that you can monitor. In fact, some of the pre-configured sensors that are out there, right, you get those for free. You know, Marvin, we didn't talk about um, some of the newer custom uh, driver capabilities where people can write JavaScript and enable that. If you're in an env- if you're in an environment where you need to have more sensors to look at, or you need to add more API calls because you are possibly building your own dashboard, right? There's a lot of flexibility and capability of Domotes. If you need more data, the booster pack, right, an additional ten dollars a month allows you to get more data. And you can add those booster packs as needed on these uh, environments. So even if you're doing some sort of troubleshooting and diagnostic and you need to have more sensors, you can do that. One of the things that Domotes does is it provides flexibility in how often um, sensors are interrogated, right? Or how often you look at uh, sensors. And if you need to have more sensors faster, you can add a booster pack as well. Nice, nice. Well, folks, there you have it. Uh, much more than we bargained for in this show. Tons of features, lots of things you can do with, well, it used to be the little black box, but now you can deploy it just about anywhere on Synology and QNAP and other devices. And uh, we're going to put a link to the site, domots.com, D-O-M-O-T-Z.com. We've been uh, talking with J.B. Fowler. J.B., thank you for coming on the show. It's been too long. We're going to have to do this again. I agree. uh, We will. And folks, when I have them back, I'll let you know. 
And that is going to do it for this episode. I thank you for downloading and subscribing, and we'll be back with another episode real soon. But until then, holla.